welcome to another episode. We're so glad you joined us. You know, if you have not yet watched our other episodes, please go ahead and go back and you can find them on uh, pretty much every social media. We're so glad you joined us. We are excited about what the Lord is doing here. We are thankful that you have decided to join us and to follow us. Uh, please, if you haven't already subscribed to our um, episodes, please do so. So you'll always get an alert when we're on. Um, I'm really excited about this morning's um, episodes that we're going to be talking about this whole month of October. So make sure you tune in every episode. They come out every Monday. We're going to be talking about the roles of a pastor's wife and mm -hmm. pastors this whole month. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is, you know, what a lot of people celebrate, pastor appreciation, you know, during the month of October. And I think it's something that you know, like anything, you need to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something you just you just know how to do. And not a lot of people don't know uh, what it is to appreciate their pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, some people it comes natural. You know, their life was one way, and it's changed because of a pastor, a pastor mm -hmm. and his wife, or a ministry team. And there's an appreciation for that. But when it comes to honoring, or you know, understanding it's okay to honor. You're mm -hmm. not taking away from Jesus. That's right. You know, if anything, you know what you're. You're honoring the Lord when you take care of, you know, those that he has sent into your life. And so I think it's an important subject matter. Um, and it's definitely something that I know pastors would love for their people to hear. Mm -hmm. And we're free enough to where yeah. we'll talk about it because it's important. It's important not only, you know, um, to us because we are pastors, but it's important to others. Amen. So, yeah. so it's going to be a wonderful thing. And So if you're a pastor or minister, evangelist, whatever you are, make sure that you share our page, share our episodes, because you want your people to hear this, all right? Yeah, and you know, and as we were praying about where should we begin, Yes. I was like, I want to I start by talking about, you know, the role of a pastor's wife, mm -hmm. and, and how important a pastor's wife is, wife. yeah, or a minister's wife, um, because as a man of God, I understand, I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for you by my side. And I think there's a lot of things that go into pastoring and go into ministry that people, they, they don't understand unless they've ever been one. Because there's a lot of stuff that you and I did for 10 years. We were associates. And I thought I had a pretty good idea of what pastoring would be mm -hmm. about until I put these shoes on. And I realized, man, it, there's I, I, I felt like I knew nothing because it's so experiential. It's so much that you you learn by doing it. And so, you know, uh, I know that there was times when, you know, you helped me tremendously. I mean, tons of times throughout our born-again lives where you've been there to be a strength and a support to me. And I noticed as I stepped into other roles of ministry, greater responsibilities, there was always an anointing that rose on both of us mm -hmm. to be able to do it together. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought this was a great fitting place for us to talk about that. Well, I feel like I had um, um, and I don't think that you just wake up and, and say, oh, I, I'm going to be, you know, I'm a pastor's wife or I'm going to be a minister's wife. It's a calling. God mm -hmm. God called us. I remember, uh, you know, when God said to us, you're going to go to Visalia, you're going to plant this church. And, and the minute he said that, I knew that something different was going to have mm -hmm. to happen in my life because I... The, in the role that we were before, you know, we were, uh, we helped as associates, we helped in children's ministry, I helped as a youth pastor, we, we did all of the things that were needed in the ministry that we were under, but this role that, that we were about to step into, I needed to uh, make sure that I was going to be anointed for that, and so I had to tuck into the Lord, and you know, um, if you're, uh, 
a minister right now and you're a pastor's wife or you're a, a minister's wife, let me just just tell you, if you can learn anything from me, make sure that you have a good mentor. Make sure you have someone that you are uh, able to emulate. Not, not you, you don't want to pick somebody on the television and say, I'm going to be that person or I want to be just like them. No, you ask the Lord to, to bring you people. There's so many women in the body of Christ that, that uh, can help be a mentor, help be um, just a guide in what God has called you to do. And I had a really, really good example of a pastor's wife. You know, the first 10 years that we were saved, I, I had a great example. You know, I watched her and, and it was, and it wasn't always just sit down. I'm going to learn to learn, you know, to teach me, but I watched how she carried herself mm -hmm. in every situation. Catch those lessons. I, I watched how she carried herself when, in faith and when there was trials in the ministry and when, when she was going through, um, you know, some physical things, you know, in health. I watched how she walked through that. And as I wa watched her, I learned that's how I needed to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed to make sure that, that I was walking in faith, walking in the Word, and always praising the Lord. I watched her do that. And so I was able to, to say, okay, Lord, you've given me a good example. Now I'm going to keep going with this, you know? Yeah, you know, and and like you said, it's a calling. Because when, you know, when you get married, you are one flesh. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if God's called a person to be a pastor or a minister, mm -hmm. then the person that the Lord joins to them in marriage covenant is going to also be called to do that. And the thing that I, I think that's not always mentioned is that it's a, it takes a special someone. Mm -hmm. To be able to do both of those things, to be a man of God, to be a woman of God, you know, as far as pastoring, leading, you know, or being a minister. And, and in Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, you know, Jesus was speaking about this very thing. And he said, for many are called, but few are chosen. It's like we're all called to do something for God, but few are chosen to do certain tasks. Not everybody can be a pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just uh, unless you're called to do it, you have no business stepping to that position because it takes a special person it doesn't mean that they're like oh they're just so magnificent in all honesty you know the bible makes it very clear that the lord doesn't choose the greatest things he usually uses the most foolish things to confound the wise and so i think that sometimes he chooses people like myself that man i was so messed up before i got saved but yet the lord chose to use a lowly life and transform it into a vessel that he could use for honor. And to be a pastor is such a humbling calling. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that it's it's definitely something that you are called to do, something that you've been chosen to do. And it is so vital that you have a helpmate, a spouse, mm -hmm. that will walk with you in a tandem anointing, carrying that mantle of being a pastor. You know what I'm saying? Completing it together. Because I've seen... I've seen men of God that have married someone that didn't want anything to do with ministry. They hated being a pastor's wife. They didn't want nothing to do with, you know, with a uh, with church. You know, as far as like being acknowledged or being involved. And I never understood that. And uh, because the greatest thing that I've experienced is what we've lived out together as a man and woman of God. You know, it's God calling me to to be a pastor and knowing that. He chose you to do this with me. Well, I think that, in just in my opinion, it's like you said, it's a call. So when he called you, he anointed me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a call that you have. It's a call that I have. So I have to be anointed for it. And but it, it just it's not an anointing that's just going to come on me, and then I just have to say, okay, Lord, well, you've anointed me for it. You yeah. you know, it's there. No, I have to cultivate it. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. be in my word and make sure that I'm. Praying, make sure I'm worshiping the Lord, make sure, making sure I'm seeking His wisdom, making sure that I'm continually pouring to myself, you know, reading books and, and watching other people, you know, how they do it, you know, learn from their mistakes, learn from their victories, so we don't have to make those, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, if you're a pastor's wife or a minister's wife, an mm-hmm. evangelist, uh, there's so many, you know, uh, people out there that are called to the ministry, and, and uh, when God calls you, he anoints you and he shows you. And there's been a lot of times that I felt like uh, I didn't know what to do in a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm going to cry. But there's been a lot of times where I've not felt that I was ready for this step or I was not ready for this uh, trial that came up. But, you know, I wasn't ready. and But I wasn't ready in myself. And any time that I've ever felt like I wasn't ready or any time I ever felt like I didn't know what to do, I just had to go back into what he has called me to do. And in that calling and in that anointing, I I was ready. I look back at things now and when people bring something up, I I, I don't remember pressure. I don't Mm -hmm. remember uh, not feeling ready. I don't remember the the not feeling like I knew what to do. I just remember that we had victory in that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, those feelings of being inadequate in any area, when it, whenever that would come up, it was like, wait a minute. No, I am sufficient. Mm -hmm. I am in in his sufficiency. I am, I'm efficient in his sufficiency and, or vice versa. I'm not sure how to say that, but you know, if ever I came up against a situation and, you know, in ministry and and I felt heavy Mm -hmm. or I felt, overwhelmed i don't like that word i don't i don't use that word you know we don't use that word because when you're overwhelmed that means that something's overtaking you and and that is not my testimony so if i ever felt like anything like that i knew that i was taking it upon myself and if i knew if the minute that i felt that pressure it's like wait a minute what am i not giving to god what am i where am i not seeking him where am i not tapping into the anointing or tapping into the wisdom that is needed for this situation. Mm-hmm. And he will guide you in every situation. You may not know why it's happening. You may not know uh, uh, why, when, or what, but you will know how to deal with it. You will. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of stigmas and things that have been oh, yes. put out there regarding, like, if you're going to be a pastor's wife, that you have to know how to play a piano, you mm-hmm. have to be able to sing, mm-hmm. you know, or you got to be, you know some just great looking woman, you know, and I thank God that, you know, at least I got the great looking woman. You don't play piano and, and, and well, thanks, the Lord, sir. I'm sure you sound really good when you sing to him. But the thing is, is that it takes more than just charm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It takes perfect. more than beauty because you can have those things and lack what really matters, mm-hmm. which is godly character. And, and you were talking to me before we started uh, recording this episode uh, about the scripture mm-hmm. um, that you're going to share in Proverbs. And, I loved what you were bringing out about that. Would, would you sure. share with this us that right now? Proverbs 31, 30 uh, through 31. And it says, Charm and grace are deceptive and superficial. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord reverently, worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting Him with awe-filled respect, she shall be praised. Give her 
Give her of the product of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. Wow. And, I mean, I love that scripture. And, and I was reading this and I said, you know, I said, I really love the scripture. I said, but I want it all. I said, I want to have charm and grace and I want to have beauty. I don't care. You know, if mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be those things. I said, I don't think I have to not if I'm going to have wisdom, if I'm going to worship the Lord, obey him and trust him and have respect. I have to forego the charm and the grace and the beauty. I, I want it all, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's what I was sharing sharing with us. So I want I I want to be have charm. I mean, I I have tea parties. I I you know I still love doing that. I didn't uh, you know when you're little you always have to do the tea parties and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you grow up and you don't I'm like no you know I, I like that stuff you know and so I want to have the charm and the grace but I don't want to forgo. I don't want to have that above the other, you know? Yeah, the, the, the respect and the honor that you yeah. have for the Lord. And that's the thing that's blessed me so much as a husband, you know, and, and, and as a pastor is that, you know, you do have that charm and that beauty, but the fear of the Lord is something that is so Amen. resident inside of you. And I think that when it comes to, a, you know, being a pastor's wife, a minister's wife, you know, you have to care more about the beauty of your character. Amen, that's true. More than anything, because everything flows out of that relationship. That's right. And, and it's through that honor of God, that respect, you know, uh, you know, it comes, but also you provoke that anointing. Because one of the things that I've learned about, you know, pastors, wives, ministers, wives is this, is that, again, it takes a special person. It takes a called person. It takes a chosen person. And the reason being is because there's an anointing that's there and it's different than any other anointing. You as my wife, as a pastor's wife, you are anointed for me. Mm hmm that's You're anointed right. for me the same way that God anointed me to minister to the people. You were anointed to minister to me. And yes, you're anointed for the people yes. as well. Yes. And together, you and I create a one flesh ministry team. Amen. We might not always do ministry, you know, every ministry together, but we are in ministry together. That's right. We both support and, and stand strong with uh, one another when it comes to the things that God has called us to do. And I, I'm just so blessed because I know that, you know, the, the greatest help in my life next to the Lord has been, you know, having you by my side. You know, and in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. And I think one of the things that, that causes a person, especially a woman, to, to have to be chosen to be a pastor's wife, to be called to that position is because nobody has seen the humanity of the man of God more than the woman that has married him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen me for everything I am in the pulpit and, and under the anointing and everything that I am when I'm not under the anointing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not to say I'm two different people, mm -hmm. but you've seen all the good and all the not so good that is in my life. You've seen where the clay begins, mm -hmm. you know, and and you're anointed for that. Your opinion of me doesn't change because you see that I'm not Superman. Some people, all they see their pastor and they see Superman. They don't realize all the things that he had to go through to become who he is to help them. Mm -hmm. But yet you've been a part of that journey. And pastor's wives, they're a part of that journey oftentimes. Because not everybody not everybody gets married saved. Thank God mm -hmm. for those that do. We didn't. You know, we, we did. Weren't. We got married in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And we were both sinners. And uh, so when we got saved, the calling was there. It was always there. God didn't change it because... We had sinned, but God had to put it, God had to pull those anointings out of us to be able to complement each other. Amen. And you were anointed and you're still anointed, amen, to handle everything that has to do with me. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I totally agree. I just, 
think that for me, and I don't know everybody's story, but for me, even in your humanity, even in your per imperfections or whatever, even in those things, you're still righteous. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still righteous. You're, you know, you may have a bad attitude or you may have this, you may have, you're still righteous. You don't sin in, in anything. You don't, yeah. you know, you don't, uh, um, you, you don't dishonor our home with, you know, sin or you don't dishonor our home in the way you treat me. You don't dishonor our home. So it's easy for me to be submitted under you. It's easy for me to uh, care, help carry the load. It's easy for me to do those things because I know you're called. Mm -hmm. If you're not uh, a Mr. Preacher Man at home, you're still holy, man. You're still holy. You're still yeah. righteous. You're not, yeah, you're not standing behind the pulpit, you know, in a suit doing a three-point sermon at home. You're just home with our kids, our grandkids. You're just being Papa. You're being Dad, my husband, my lover, my everything that I need. But you're still righteous. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes it a joy to be a support, you know. Um, and, and I don't know your story. I don't know if maybe what you have or who you are married to that is a pastor, a minister, you know, evangelist, whatever it may be. And maybe it's hard for you to to do these things and be honorable and respectful because you do to see two different people. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't change who you are. You have to make sure that you keep your integrity and your righteousness and, and stay holy. And you just pray. I remember there was times where when we first got saved, you know, and I just didn't understand how the Lord was talking to you. I didn't understand how to, uh, I didn't understand how to be a godly wife and not a nagging you need to change this kind of wife. I didn't understand that. And I remember, I've said this before, when I was just praying and praying and saying, Lord, you need to change him. And Lord, you need to fix him. And Lord, you need to, and I was in the room and I was just crying and crying and crying out to the Lord and how much he needed to change you because you were just so bad, you know. <laughs> um, and I was just praying and, and um, I remember the Lord just said, stop. Mm. And I was like, Okay, he's going to tell me something huge that is just going to be this thing to where it's going to help me be the best pastor's wife. It's going to just help me. You know, this is when we were, you know, uh, youth pastors just help me. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just said, stop. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. And he said, stop praying. Uh, God changed Josh. I'm like, okay, what do I pray now? And he said to me, he said, you need to start praying. Lord, change me. And I just was like, oh, I just like was like that scripture you read in the earlier episode about it just getting you in the heart. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, Lord, I know what you're saying. I need to quit focusing on how much you need to change, and I need to focus on what I need to change. Yeah. And so I did. I did. I just started focusing on what I needed to change. And I think at that time I realized, hey, I'm called. Mm -hmm. I'm called, 100% called yes. to the ministry. I'm 100% called and what I do with a calling is not going to be determined about you. You decide you don't want to read your Bible. You decide you want to not do the things God's called you. I'm still called. I still have to make sure that I'm reading my word. I still have to make sure I'm pushing forward. You as my help me and us together, I know I'm your help me. You have to push me into things of God. Mm -hmm. And and I have to be able to follow you. And I feel like if for me, if I would, it would be harder for me to follow you if you weren't some, someone I needed to follow. Mm -hmm. If you were someone that I didn't want to follow. I, I have to feel that. I have to feel like, hey, where are you taking me in the God? Where are you taking me in our life? Where are you taking me in our spiritual walk? And you do. You always make sure that you're taking me somewhere. So mm -hmm. um, that I'm honored by that. Well, it's important that, you know, if you're going to be a leader, you have to have the, the ability to obtain followers. And if you can't get your own family yeah, right. to believe in what you're doing, you're not going to get anybody else to believe in it either. And 
what's beautiful about a pastor's wife and the calling, the purpose that they have is that they can see, they can see all that humanity in, in imperfection and they can still follow. Mm -hmm. It doesn't negate the role of that pastor. He's still their pastor, mm -hmm. you know, and what's beautiful is that a pastor's wife, she covers those imperfections. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she, you, you always cause me to look so good because there's times when I am tired. There's times when, you know, maybe there's things that are heavy on my heart, on my mind, and, and my humanity can be seen or weakness, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not sin, but no, weakness or different things. And, and you're always there to add strength. Mm -hmm. I think that when it comes to the greatest cheerleader that a pastor has, the greatest encourager, you know, the most honest critic in their life and one of the greatest sources of wisdom um, and understanding, it is their spouse. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons why Satan attacks, you know, the pastor's wife, not like no other woman in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, often pastor's wives are the most criticized women. And it's because the enemy knows that if, if I want to attack the pastor, then I'll attack what he loves mm -hmm. the most. You know, and, and, uh, because no one, no, there's not, not another woman in the church that can love the pastor like the pastor's wife. And what people I think don't understand is this, that if you love your pastor, then you're going to love what he loves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to love you. They're going to love my kids, you know, and, and, uh, there's so many pastors and, uh, you know, PKs and, and pastor's wives that have been hurt. You know, and there's many that have turned away from ministry because people didn't know how to honor them. They didn't know how to treat them right. You know, they they could submit to the pastor, but they couldn't submit to, you know, the role that his wife plays in the ministry. And, and I think it's important for people to to really think about how they look at and how they honor and treat their pastor's wife. What is the what is some of the advice that you can give in this time that we have left? you know, that people can do to help better understand the role that a minister's wife, you know, holds and what they can do to be a blessing to to them and what they're called to do. Well, quite honestly, if this is just my opinion. No, you know, I've only opinion. been doing this for 17 years. Honestly, I, for me, uh, how is the pastor treating the wife? There you go. That's a how, big thing, too. How is the pastor treating his wife? Is the pastor uh, treating the wife with honor? Mm -hmm. Is he treating his kids with respect and with honor? Is he making sure that he's lifting her up before the church? Is That's he good. making sure that he's talking good about her? Is he making sure that he's pouring into her? Is making sure that that he's showing her how much what she's worth? Is mm -hmm. he doing that? Because if he's not doing that, the church isn't going to do that. That's good. You honor me. You respect me. You cherish me. You show me how to treat a woman you show me that you show me you show our children that you've shown our son that so in return our church does that uh, I feel very very loved and honored in yes. our church I feel very uh, um, respected and I, I feel those things from our congregation but because I feel them from you mm. so from for me it's like it, it to me it, it goes back to the the husband you know mm. pastor if you're if you have a wife and you feel like you know she's not being treated well if you feel like she's not being respected or honored or cherished you know Ask yourself, what are you doing to make her feel that way? You know, because I'll tell you what, I don't care if a hundred people are against me. As long as you're behind me, That's I will right. feel all those things. Amen. I will feel all those things. So, so for me, it goes back to the man of God. You know, how is he, how is he treating his favor? Yeah, you have to set the standard. And that's the thing is that, 
you know, the Bible, I mean, Christ... Remember, he said, say that, I'm your favor. So if you don't treat me you right... You are my favor. The Bible says that when a man finds a wife, right. he finds, favor. Uh, you, you know, a good, good thing, thing. And, and obtains favor of the Lord. And I always <laughs> tell people, you know, how you're treating your favor if they That's say right. things ain't going well. Because you're important to God. Mm -hmm. God knows that this man cannot do what he needs to do without you. Now, I understand that there's times oh, when yes, people absolutely. go to heaven and, you know, and you have one spouse that's left. But this is the, the absolute truth is that together we put 10,000 to that's flight. Right. Together we have the power that's of right. agreement. Together we release a, a, a force that is unlike anything that could power. be created if we were just by ourselves. It's, right. it's synergy, you know, to where the two of us create something greater together than what we do apart. And that scares the devil. Mm -hmm. But God understands that great things are accomplished, you know, when we are united. And I think that's the case in every mm -hmm. marriage, not just pastors and ministers. I think that if we would do what Jesus said, you know, in, in the word of God, you know, that we would honor one another. You know, your husbands love your wives, you know, the yes. way that Christ loves the church and gave himself for it. And if wives will love their husbands, you know, like the church loves Christ. If we would honor each other like that and see one another through the eyes of Almighty God, we would never have a problem tapping into that power that comes through agreement and Amen. through honor. Favor would be flowing. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that it's such an important subject. I think that you know, there's some of you maybe that are watching that uh, maybe you haven't had the best experience. You know, maybe you're a pastor's wife or a pastor's kid. Um, sometimes people just didn't know how to treat you right. But don't don't step away from who you are. You're anointed, amen, for what God. That's right. What he called That's you to right. be in that family, you're anointed to do something, amen. Don't let nobody move you from that. And know that greater things are in front of you. And God's going to bless you for your service, amen. I know that the ministry will and heaven will testify to that as well. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our broadcast today. We look so forward to seeing you guys again. God bless you. Amen.